How familiar are you with your teen's alcohol and drug habits? Or perhaps they don't touch them. Today, I share why teens drink alcohol and take drugs and how it affects their brain and 10 steps to stop them using alcohol and drugs. Hi, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb and I want to help you cultivate a healthy brain for a mentally healthy and happy life. Welcome to episode 62 of Better Brain, Better You. How are you doing? All good, I hope. And thanks for joining me for today's episode on what you don't know about teen alcohol and drug use. Before we jump into the content, I want to give you a free workshop to watch on how to parent a teenage brain. In this workshop, we share the four essential parenting strategies that meet the needs of a rapidly developing teenage brain, but also take care of your needs as a parent. So this includes things like how to effectively deal with typical teenage behaviours like alcohol and drug use. So you can watch this free workshop at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. It's completely free and a really helpful resource if you need some additional support with parenting a teenager and managing their mental health needs. Okay, So a few years ago now, I received a phone call from my teenage son that I think we all dread as parents. On the other end of the line and unable to form a coherent sentence, my eldest son said, Jack can't, pause for laughter, stand up. He said, can you come and pick us up? We've had a couple of drinks. Just a couple. After arriving to pick them up and stuffing their bikes in my car, it actually became very apparent that they'd had a few more than just a couple of drinks. After stopping every two minutes to let Jack throw up, we eventually arrived at Jack's parents' house, who I'd never met before. I gave Jack, well, I had to give Jack a fireman's lift to his front front door, propped him up, steadied my son and rang the doorbell. I was greeted by a very angry mum and dad who said to my son, have you taken anything else? To which he joyfully replied, Well, we also had some Doritos because we were hungry. I apologised to the parents and made a quick exit. So I'm sure this sort of story is familiar, very familiar to to many of you with teenage children. By 15, more than 70% of teenagers have tried alcohol and the numbers keep on rising as they get older. Binge drinking, consuming at least four or five drinks in a two-hour period, typically begins around 13 and peaks between 18 and 22. In fact... Cannabis is outpacing alcohol as a public health problem in teenagers, being responsible for more than 70% of emissions to rehabilitation centres. And cannabis is by far the most commonly used illicit drug, with almost half of teenagers saying they have tried it at least once. So in this episode, I really want to talk about why teens drink and take drugs, how it affects their brain, and give you 10 practical strategies to educate and support them about drinking and drug taking. So teenagers whose brains are still developing are easily influenced by their immediate surroundings and environment, including the habits and behaviours of those closest to them. So that's their friends and their family. So for example, young teenagers who regularly watch films with scenes of people drinking alcohol 
We're actually twice as likely as teenagers who don't watch these films to drink alcohol and even to binge drink. Teens also often admit that they use alcohol to diminish the awkwardness and insecurity that they feel in social situations. So if teens expect that they will meet up with peers on whom they have crushes, for example, with whom they would like to hook up, they use alcohol to temporarily ease their anxiety and to facilitate this interaction. As time goes on, some adolescents can come to rely heavily on substances in social situations, creating a false perception that socialising without the crutch of a psychoactive substance is impossible. So novelty-seeking, poor judgement and risk-taking are also partly to blame for teenage binge drinking. There's a social aspect to it as well. Studies have found that teenagers tend to base their drinking and drug-taking on the amount that they perceive their friends to be consuming. So if your son's best mate downs a six-pack, for example, every night, chances are your son will too. Even more worrying is that studies also, this study also found that teenagers tend to overestimate the amount of alcohol or drugs that others consume. So even if your son's best mate is only drinking three beers, your son may perceive him as drinking a six-pack. So many teens report that hookups often occur under the influence of alcohol or other drugs. So the combination of substances and teenage sexuality can lead to some damaging experiences, both psychologically and physically, that leave teens feeling uncomfortable and unsafe. So potentially traumatising experiences include engaging in unprotected sex, having cloudy, upsetting memories of important emotional events, and sexual assault. Indeed, the majority of sexual experiences that teens report to us in the work that we do that are upsetting or regrettable typically involve alcohol or drugs. So one of the biggest factors, one of the biggest risk factors for adolescents who drink and take drugs is actually a family history of alcohol and drug abuse. So 50% of the risk of developing alcohol and drug dependence is genetically influenced, but the environment that a teen grows up in counts for the other 50%. So children, especially teenagers, model their behaviour on the adults who are most important to them and with whom they most frequently interact. So those who are monitored closely by their parents or guardians or carers and who are given rules are less likely to abuse alcohol and drugs. A study of 300 parents and teens found that parents who disapproved of underage drinking or drug taking tended to have teenagers who engaged in less binge drinking and cannabis smoking when they got to college or university. Whereas those parents who were less strict and more accepting of adolescent drinking and drug taking were more likely to have teenagers that engaged in heavy drinking and drug taking by the time they reached college or university. But on the other hand, parents who are open and willing to talk to their children about alcohol and drugs had a more positive influence on their subsequent drinking and drug taking behaviour. So what are the effects of alcohol and cannabis on your teenager's brain? Well, we can say with absolute certainty that both alcohol and cannabis are incredibly harmful to your teenager's developing and vulnerable brain. So let's start with alcohol. Contrary to popular opinion, adolescent brains, compared to adult brains, are actually much better at handling the sedative aspects of drinking 
including the drowsiness, hangovers and lack of coordination. Alcohol doesn't produce the same level of inhibition in their brain, which means greater tolerance and more incentive for them to keep drinking. But this tolerance for the immediate effects in drinking actually belies the long-term consequences and damage they're doing to their brain. Damage to cognitive, behavioural and emotional functioning. So attention deficits, depression, memory problems have all been linked to alcohol abuse in teenagers. So the damage appears to be worse in girls because their brains develop slightly earlier than boys. So alcohol drinks the size and reduces the efficiency of their prefrontal cortex. That's the part of the brain that's responsible for rational thinking, emotional regulation and planning. And also the hippocampus. That's the part that's responsible for their learning and memory. And the earlier the use of alcohol in the teenage years and the longer the abuse, the smaller the hippocampus will actually be. Alcohol blocks a brain chemical that are key for building new connections between neurons. And this explains why people who drink heavily have major memory problems. So when alcohol consumption is moderate, you suffer what are called cocktail party memory problems. The kind of memory loss when you forget someone's name or part of a conversation. When you binge drink or when binge drinking results in a blackout, this is a period of time when you can't remember entire periods of time or events that actually damage the hippocampus can be severe and stops the ability to make new long-term memories. About 50% of college and university teenagers say they have experienced blackouts and alcohol damages memory much more readily in adolescence than in adults. So alcohol stops teenagers growing new brain cells and kills old ones in a process is actually quite similar to having a seizure or a stroke. So what about cannabis? Well, cannabis is the only plant that contains a class of compounds called cannabinoids, including THC. So one reason that THC has such a potent effect on us is that our brain makes its own cannabinoids, so we have natural cannabinoid receptors on brain cells ready to receive the THC. And THC is what produces the high, the lack of coordination, by affecting a bit back a bit of the brain at the back called the cerebellum, slurred speech and visual distortions by acting on sensory brain areas, and the sense of awe and colours are more be- and more beautiful. Music is more pro- more profound. Taste is more acute by acting on part of the brain called the amygdala, where cannabinoid receptors are particularly high in number. And a critical issue for teenagers who consume cannabis is that THC disrupts the development of brain pathways and wiring which are still being laid down in the teenage brain. So this is much more harmful than in a fully formed adult brain. And parents sometimes wonder why teenagers smoke cannabis to relax. Part of the answer is that adolescent brains are much more active and vulnerable to stress. So it has an increased desire for relief, which teenagers often believe cannabis can provide. And the age at which a teenager starts using cannabis is probably the most important factor for potential brain damage. So younger teenagers are actually twice as likely to become addicted than those who take cannabis before 16, have more trouble with focus and attention and make twice as many mistakes on tests involving planning and flexibility and abstract thinking. Memory is also impaired and memory memory loss lasts for longer in teenagers than in adults. And in some cases for months, 
or years. And in terms of the consequences for mental illness, cannabis consumption in the teenage years doubles the risk of psychosis, schizophrenia, and episodes of clinical depression later in life. So this increased risk for mental illness all comes about because cannabis permanently changes the incomplete and vulnerable teenage brain. So there's absolutely no doubt that alcohol and drugs are harmful to our teenage children's brains and that we as parents and their friends influence their relationship with alcohol and drugs. So what can we do about it? Let's finish up with 10 strategies that you can use to educate and support your teen about alcohol and drug use. So first, when you discuss alcohol and drugs, the risks and rewards of drinking and drug taking should be introduced slowly to children. They're impressionable and hungry for information. So if we're given the pros and cons of drinking and drug taking, they can make good decisions about alcohol and drugs and that learning should take hold. Second, be a responsible role model. You will influence your child's attitudes about alcohol and drugs well before they have their first experience with them. Third, talk openly and honestly about alcohol whenever your children start asking you questions about it. The reasons why you enjoy it, sociability, relaxation, but also the drawbacks, hangovers, sickness, bad skin, as well as the dangers and risks alcohol actually poses. Fourth, make conversations about alcohol and drugs and safe choices part of the day-to-day rather than a one-off big talk. Fifth, talk with your teen about the hazards of prescription drug abuse. Not only is prescription drug abuse emotionally dangerous, it's a really fast route to addiction and it's also illegal. Support your teen in developing the confidence to to his best academically without the aid of prescription medication. Make sure you give positive attention to your teen at times other than simply around notable achievements or performance. Be very concerned if mood-alterating prescription drugs start going missing from your medicine cabinet. Closely monitor your teen's prescription medications and access to them at home and school. Sixth, be clear, be clear about the connections between drink and drugs and their capacity to boost confidence and self-esteem. Help your daughter or son to strengthen their sense of well-being in healthier ways. Exercise, sport, music, friends, encouragements, and so on. Seventh, talk to your teen about sex and why it should be a choice she or he makes when she or he is ready and it will be and should be a private, intimate, safe, and consensual experience. Explain that alcohol and other drugs not only suppress or mask those qualities that make sex a positive experience, but also are highly likely to make a sexual encounter unsafe emotionally and physically. Eighth, find out all you can about illegal drugs, their names, their effects, where people get hold of them, so that you can be really well informed when you talk to your teenager. Ninth, talk to your teens about how normal it is to feel self-conscious in new social situations. Let them know that the only way to actually really overcome this feeling is to experience the awkwardness without reaching for alcohol or marijuana or any other drug. The feeling will diminish with practice and experience as they become more comfortable with themselves. Tell teens that if they drink to take away the feeling, the feeling just goes underground. 
but does not decrease and eventually they will, they will always have to have a drink in order to feel normal. And this is actually how addiction gets started. So 10th, if you think a child may be using alcohol or drugs to help them cope with worries or mental health problems, please do go to your GP, ask for some help. And if you feel comfortable doing so, please share any of your observations or thoughts with me in the comments. I'd really love to hear and support you and hear about the experiences and your, and your teenagers' experiences with alcohol and drugs. So thanks so much for spending time with me today. I hope today's episode was useful and I look forward to spending time with you next time. Bye.